Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open a nice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the latest mainstream movies and TV shows of the week. This week we watched The King's Man, and John Cena teams up with his best friend Eagly in the HBO Max miniseries, Peacemaker. How you like in South Park that episode you watched last night about uh, Pajama Day? I had heard that the couple uh, recent South Park episodes were actually funny, and mm. I was like, okay, you know what? I haven't really watched South Park. I'll just I'm in the mood to laugh. I'll put on the uh, the newer episodes, I guess, and see what happens. I you chuckled yourself? once, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like I, Aww. yeah, I watched two episodes. I kind of fell asleep during the uh, the second one, but I, I at least watched the uh, pajama day. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, in concept, it's funny. Yeah, that the whole town like gets really obsessive with pajama day and <laughs> start arresting everybody like if they protest. You need to start wearing your pajamas to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in yeah. concept, it's funny, but yeah, I don't know. I just during the episode, I didn't laugh out loud like I was hoping, but I don't know. I could just be a cynical, jaded fuck, but. I don't know. I think you might be. I think I just got to watch it's... the right episodes because if I just go off a random episode, like, oh, I'll put on this episode, season six, episode 14, I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe that is how I have to do it, and I'll be, like, pleasantly surprised, but I just keep watching episodes that aren't doing it for me, so I'm just like, am I just not a South Park fan? Because I want to be, but I don't know. I've been watching it a lot lately, and there's just, I sometimes I yeah. just find myself laughing my ass off, and that pajama episode, that one got me pretty good, and... Yeah. uh I think when they originally started coming out with PC Principal, you know the character, where no. he's was is he not in that episode? It's the principal of the school where he, oh he's oh is that okay? I just thought he was the principal. I had no idea no, he was the politically correct principal. Politically correct principal. I guess that makes Literally. sense. Yeah, but okay. yeah. <laughs> I, I originally didn't like his character, but he's actually really funny. Just trying to make sure that everyone is represented and everything. <laughs> It's, yeah, I mean, it was kind of funny the teacher the wouldn't teach the class. Instead, he would just talk about his romantic encounter he has yeah. like, as he's cheating on his husband or something, and like he's quizzing the kids on like his story. Like, that was so, kind of funny. Yeah. But, like, it's as I think it's like looking back. Sure, like in concept, it's funny, but I just want to be laughing with the episode. Um, if you knew the history of that character more, Mr. Garrison, I think you might find it funnier because he like Maybe. he went from being gay to he was a woman, and now he's back to being a gay man again. I so might it's, need. It's, um, there's a lot of history there. I might need you and Nate to send me another batch of like funny episodes because you guys sent me ten during the quarantine, that, yeah. and I think I got through ten, and I think four of them. I was like, okay, yes, I laughed That's out loud bad. during those. So yeah, I mean, it was almost you know half of them, almost half. But yeah, I don't know. I think I just got to watch the right episodes. Okay, well, speaking of. Uh... South Park. I guess we're here to talk about movies and TV shows. So, what's going on, Spencer? Welcome back to Mainstream Boys. Yeah, it's been since the last duel. That was the last Holy episode shit. of the Mainstream Boys podcast. And now you can go watch that movie on HBO Max. It's made its way onto a streaming site in the time of our hiatus. I've seen that twice now. Pretty good movie. Have you? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. I have only seen it once still, but wow. I don't know. But yeah, no, if you guys remembered mainstream boys uh in the past we just would watch like the new release movies of the weekend uh usually one movie and we would do basically a full-on review 30 minute 20 minute sometimes even like 50 minutes on spencer in particular <laughs> but i was also because Nate joined what oh, okay yeah that, that episode was, like, was long but um instead this is season five now of those movie dudes and uh mainstream boys is still going to be a weekly show every tuesday but it's going to be a little bit different a little bit different. Still going to talk about a new release movie review. You know, we'll still we'll still cover the new releases, but we're going to yeah, throw in some like some movie news, like some box office breakdown. We'll talk about the new release movie review of the week, and then we'll also get into some TV coverage because John and I have been watching a good amount of TV shows. There's just a, an ocean amount of fucking TV shows now, and it's hard to keep up with all of them. So we're going to do our best to kind of watch the. The ones that are like most talked about, I guess, like the online discourse, uh, and uh, we'll do like you know full series reviews when they come out, or you know, 
you guys let us know what um, TV shows to watch, and maybe we'll watch them. Who knows? But a little TV coverage towards the end. Yeah, we are those movie dudes, but we've been trying to come up with a medium to kind of talk about TV, and we've done a few episodes here and there, but I think this will be a good formula to kind of in, weave every in aspect way, in there. TV is more mainstream than movies at this point <laughs> with like the streaming services yeah, and how many series there are. Uh, We're going to stay true to the title, might as well. I feel like more people watch TV shows than movies, it seems like, at least as as you and I call them, like the normies, like regular people with nine to five jobs that you know don't follow movie news religiously, but... My father, uh, yeah, yes. But anyways, if you're yeah, if you're a normie and you're listening to us talk about movie news, we're in TV and, and new release stuff. We'll try to cover you know the mainstream stuff. Yeah, so that's what we're gonna do. And uh, this week we're gonna start out with talking about uh, you know some movie news here and there, a little bit of trivia. That's gonna be the yes. first little segment just to kind of get the ball rolling, get the get the get the this what what was another. With the to, cop, to get the shit rolling, yeah, <laughs> sure. Just, just to, just to kind of break through and start the start the conversation. So, Spencer, why don't you start off with your little trivia question, jibber jab? Yeah, so I'm going to ask you a question, and those listening, you guys can play along at home. Uh, I, I mean, just shout at the radio, shout at if you, uh, want, if you have a notepad, you can write <laughs> yeah, down you can write your answer, down, take a picture, DM us. Uh, we'll <laughs> send you, I don't know, a thumbs up emoji. Um, but no. Uh, so this weekend, uh, it is Sunday, February 20th on recording. This weekend, we had a new release film come out in huh. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. It was a Netflix Alexander film Dario? called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But my question, including this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that just released on Netflix this past weekend, how uh-huh. many Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies are there since the beginning the first one came out in 1974 oh, god since then how many texas chainsaw massacre movies exist first of all i don't think i've seen a single one you haven't so, seen the original no no really no. too too scary too scary um what and uh, i know that nate probably introduced it to you at, at yeah. one point in college i was not 100%. there for that endeavor um, I, I really have no, absolutely no idea. I know of three of them. I'm assuming there's more. Okay. Uh, I assume there was like, there's the original, there must've been at least a remake, maybe a sequel to that one. And then 3d came out. So I'm gonna go with like, I'll go with six, six. Okay. I know, you know, the 3d one, because that stars your favorite actress of all time. Alexander Dario. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. So six, six. is kind of at the top of the list now, but yeah. Uh, you would hope that there's only six movies, but there's actually nine Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies that are out. I mean, yeah, you had the first one, 1974, and then the same director, Toby Hooper, came back and made Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 in the 80s. I haven't seen that one. Oh, I didn't know Um, that. Okay. Then then it has uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, then they have The Next Generation, uh, and then another one just called, like, The Beginning, and also, like, Matthew McConaughey's in one of these, Jessica Biel's in one of these uh alexander dario's in the 3d one like it has jessica like... <laughs> jessica beale that that's yeah. very fitting for her as a career uh because she the only movie i know of her was like some Nicolas cage movie called next i think yeah and remember uh, that movie where he could see six Adam seconds Sandler into the future movie as well that, that uh i now pronounce you chuck and larry i think she's in that one as well <laughs> she is she's like the marital counselor or something I think she hasn't so. been in anything in like at least 15 years that i yeah, she I mean she's married to justin timberlake i mean she doesn't have to work a day in her life again i mean both between she's the two right. of them yeah she's doing great uh so she could at least do like a cooking show or something on netflix you think that she could just like work from home or do something interesting with her life but Sorry, Jessica. I so. <laughs> no, I was just shocked that there's been nine Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies that exist. There's one that came out in 2017 just called Leatherface. I had no idea. Oh, I remember that. Do I mean, you? I didn't see okay. it, but I know of it. But, I mean, I guess, yeah, they're yeah. just cranking these out every, like, five, six years. There's just another fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that comes out. So, yeah, so okay. nine, then. Yeah, you got it wrong. I was wrong? Yep. Okay. Wow. Well, good job, Spencer. You stumped me. That was a good one and very current as well. So I appreciate that on a, as uh, as a mainstream boy. But my question will be completely unrelated. It's going to be very random, and uh, it's a little game that Spencer and I would play sometimes, where I'm going to give him an actor or a director or something like that, or writer, maybe a, a producer, um, and ask him how many ma- to name a certain amount of films. And if he loses, then there's really no repercussion, but it's just for fun. Okay. So you can play on your end if you want to. 
Uh, but Spencer, I want you to name me no sequels, no prequels, no nothing like that. All original films. Give me five Sebastian Stan movies. Can they have come out yet? No, no. Wait. I know that he's like he's coming out with one in like a couple. You're gonna of name weeks movies in pre-production. <laughs> well, this no. I know this one that just came out on uh, at Sundance, and I almost bought a ticket for it. It's called Fresh. But it comes on Hulu in like two weeks, so I'm sure we'll be. I'll talking count about it, it because it it doesn't say it's in post production or anything. I'll I'll let you have that one. Okay, so I mean, I'll, I'll at least take. Um, give me Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Okay, good that choice. Yeah, that's the Winter Soldier. I won't name any more Marvel ones. How Thank many? You. How many in total? Five. I would like you to name five, please. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's in I Tonya. He plays her husband. Damn it! I hoping you wouldn't get that one. <laughs> Uh, that one Shit. came to me almost immediately. Um, I don't even know he was in that. He is in. Hmm. He's a thing. That he's in. He's in so many fucking movies, but he's in like some big movies. Well, I wouldn't say. Big. Oh, he one was of in. Was okay, he was movie. in one with Shailene Woodley recently. I think it's called um, Endings. That is the first word in the t- in the title. Yep. There's more to it. Fuck. Yeah. It's like the opposite of an ending. What word would that be? Beginnings? Yes. <laughs> Endings, beginnings. With, okay, Endings, I haven't beginnings. seen the movie. Okay, that, that was a nice end. Okay, wait, so that's two. Yeah. Uh, that's four, that's four, three. No, that was three. 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 Uh, Give me two more. Uh, he was in a movie very, very recently that we watched on Netflix. Had a big cast. Did we? Oh, yeah, okay. Devil I haven't seen this, but... Um, no, I don't think he was. Oh, he wasn't that. Yep. Damn yeah. it. He has a very small role, I believe. Okay. Uh, the Martian. Oh, he's in The Martian. Okay. There you go. That was the big one I was talking about. Yep. Yeah. Good job. Spencer oh, did it. So many yeah. people are in The Martian. Like Kristen Wiggs in The Martian. Uh, Jessica uh, Chastain. Jeff Daniels. Chewy Tell Edge of Four. Like, everyone's in that everyone's movie. In Great movie. movie. God, um, such a good movie. But yeah, no, he's also, uh, he's also in Pam and Tommy, which I'm currently watching, but, uh, He's oh. unrecognizable as Tommy Lee in that role. Ricky in the Flash. He's in Ricky in the Flash. You ever see that? Oh, okay. Oh, he was also just in the three five five with uh, Jessica Chastain. Now that I mentioned her, uh, he was in that one. So yeah. uh, you did it, Spencer. We don't have to keep going. We we get it. You <laughs> okay. you know you know right. he's in a lot of movies. Cool. Congrats. Uh, I thought five would be a would be hard. I was gonna go with four originally. So yeah. Okay. Uh. Well, we're gonna quickly go into some movie news here. Um. First off, the box office, Spencer. Do you see the Spider-Man past Avatar in the uh, domestic box office totals? It was tracking to be uh, to be That's that crazy. Way. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty wild. But James Cameron's gonna come blazing hot at the end of the year with Avatar two, and then. For like the next six years, just Avatar three, four, five. <laughs> like we're gonna. Get I don't them, think so. that's gonna affect the box office all that much. Maybe the first oh, man. one. I think it's yeah. gonna do really well. I think people are underestimating. Really? I don't know. I, I think so. God, man. I don't know. He's spent. He's spent like thirteen years making these movies, and the Why, second movie dude, is it's... like all underwater apparently. And he directed The Abyss, which is basically he shot that movie underwater in the eighties. And like recorded yeah, dialogue yeah, underwater, and so it's like he's doing it now too. It's just like it's gonna be insane, and that, yeah. yeah, damn, yeah. I guess so. If if it's really like if it shows huge technological advancement in filmmaking, that's like, gonna that's do. gonna be cool. It is that, and that that's why it's taken so long. Because wasn't he just waiting for the technology to get better to be able to shoot these? I feel like the, that's the, what it seemed I feel like, like. He said that at one point. He probably did. Yeah, I mean. That sounds like know. a James Cameron-ism. It could also just be him, uh, you know, talking out of his ass, trying to explain Well, why. he hasn't made anything else, has <laughs> yeah, he? He hasn't made anything. Nothing no, since he made 2009. Avatar. It became the biggest movie of all time. He's like, all right, I am going to devote the rest of my life to Avatar sequels. And that's what he's been doing. And wow. he's shot all of them. I think they're all finished shooting. All five. Is Sam Worthington in them? Was Zoe Saldana? Yep, and like, so the original uh, cast are all back. Uh, apparently, it's going to also take place with like the kids and stuff. Like Zoe Saldana and Sam Worthington's character, they have kids, little avatars, I guess, and it's going to follow them. I don't know. Ew, so, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. It's dumb. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, once we get a trailer, it's really going to determine shit. But um, anyways. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. What if they all look like Will Smith from uh, Aladdin? I don't know. I never watched that. In the trailer. Oh, really? You should watch a good movie. 
pretty good. Well, it's all right. I don't I know. I was on set with Will Smith that. when the first Aladdin trailer dropped and all the backlash started happening. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, he's just like crying in the corner by like the, the food uh, trailer. Yeah. Poor guy. Oh, well. All right. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Uncharted, which we didn't see. We haven't been in theaters in a minute, but that's top of the box office with uh, Channing Tatum's dog movie right behind it this week. So that's kind of fun. Spencer, did you think about going out to see any of those films this week? Nope. Nope. Never played the Uncharted games. Uh, the movie looks like generic Crap. schputz. Mark I mean, Wahlberg's in it. Mark Wahlberg looks like he is just there for a paycheck, just from what I've seen in the trailers. It's just Mark Wahlberg Aww. just... Looking like he's, oh, okay, yeah, this is a big franchise, and you know I get to be paired with this young movie star. Why not? Because he was supposed to play the character, Nathan Drake. Um, he kind of looks like him, too, ago. a little bit. Yeah, but then he ended up being they Sully. They like him. I don't know. They, Generic white guys. I don't know, man. I, I just have no interest in seeing it. I'll just rewatch Indiana Jones or something like that. But, um, you know, if it's doing well, then then great. If people are happy. I, I've saw, I saw that people who play the games who went and saw the movie were very dis- disappointed. Very popular game. People oh, who have well, no idea what the game is, I guess, are having fun with it. But, yeah, just no interest. I feel like me. it's it's a lot like uh, the Tomb Raider with uh, Alicia Vikander sure. that came out. Like, it's it's very much just trying to be in the same realm as the game, but also just trying to make it, like, a fun action-adventure film. And that's pretty much what it was. So it's it – I don't really care to go pay $20 to see the movie, though. So it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, but I did see that uh, Channing Tatum directed – his uh the movie dog that's his directorial debut and he's also starring in it uh so a strange that choice was interesting, I, well because it looks like a, a very comedy. kind of uh i don't know i don't, don't want to say like run-of-the-mill like family film but it, it looks just like a very polished happy kind of family film about Shannon tatum and a dog uh, every year we get one of these dog films. i guess but it's interesting that that was his directorial debut i think he's co-directing it with his like producing partner but uh, interesting choice. I kind of would have expected him to make his debut with like Magic Mike three or something uh, as like, oh, a director. Preferably, but, yeah, man. Uh, interesting, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I am. I'm not gonna go out and see it in the in the theaters. I did see the the marketing for Dog was. Uh, they were like, "Don't worry, the dog doesn't die at the end of this." So like, they were spoiling the movie in order for you to go and see it. Because most times when you see a movie, wow, with a dog in the, the dog dies. poster or a dog in the trailer, like, oh yeah, the dog's gonna die. Every movie where that happens, yeah, the dog's gonna die. Yeah. So they literally were doing the reverse like marketing trick, but like, don't worry, the dog survives. The dog lives. <laughs> like it's like the dog does not die. So maybe that's you know that's why it's number two in the box office. Did it do okay? Dude, one of the first movie dates I ever went on was uh, to Marley and Me with a okay uh, girl, and uh, her dog had previously died very recently. Oh wow. Um, and she started sobbing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I I recommend if you were to go, you know, bring any, watch Marley and me with any anybody. Just, you know, make sure you know enough about them to the point where, like, if their dog had recently died or not. I think you'd cry regardless if you have a soul. But still, um, bad timing on my part. Um. All right. Well, cool. I think we can uh, go ahead and get into a little bit of movie news here. Spencer and I are each. We're not gonna talk about everything. Um, when I made the notes, I assume we were, but that was stupid of me. I'm ignorant. Um, we're each going to come together with a, uh, a story that we find interesting, a movie news story or something, something like that. And, uh, kind of tell each other and discuss it. So this is the little movie news here, Spencer. Do you have a story for me that, uh, is going to blow my mind? Uh, I don't, uh, you know what? Maybe this will blow your mind. Maybe give me a chuckle. I don't know. I don't know. But about a week ago, I sent you an article that was announced about like the Oscars are now going to run a Oscars fan favorite during the oh, broadcast, yeah. <laughs> and uh, people who had Twitter accounts could a winner? tweet out their favorite movies of the year, and uh, the winners were going to be announced during the ABC broadcast of the Oscars next month. Um, okay. So instantly, when that was announced, I mean, a lot, a lot of people were like, "All right, this is kind of stupid. This is just a way for them to finally acknowledge Spider-Man: No Way Home, the biggest movie of last year." Because everyone thought that that might get a Best Picture nomination because it was the biggest movie of last year. I mean, Marvel even campaigned the fuck out of it. Like, there's so many for your consideration posters made for it, and uh, it was actually kind of funny because it was just a picture of Tom Holland, like very like like crying. It's like the most emotional spider-man movie of all time <laughs> like for best picture it's like okay guys <laughs> right. calm down it's good but please Jesus. no uh but no anyway so they announced oscars announced yeah 
Oscars fan favorite. You can vote for whatever you want. And I sent you that article, and I was like, please help me vote for Clifford the Big Red Dog. I just want Clifford the Big Red Dog to win so we can get acknowledged during the ABC broadcast of the Oscars. And it was like, Deserving. I, I don't know if you ever, did you ever vote for Clifford the Big Red Dog? Because I fucking did. <laughs> I no, did not vote. Okay. Um, That's fine. No, That's fine. I because forgot about it the second you sent it to me. Uh, they did run a, <laughs> I guess, a poll recently to see like what was tracking to uh, to be like the Oscar fan favorite. Um, there's three movies mentioned here. Uh, I just want you to see oh, if you please can all be awful. Guess one. Guess one oh, of the movies for... and think about just but... like uh, Twitter campaigns and like movies they want to see. It's basically who has the strongest uh, online campaign <laughs> for fans, but it's got to be a fan favorite film that audiences loved. You would think Twitter audiences specifically. You would, you would think, but yeah. Is it like a well received critical film? Have I seen this movie? You've seen two of the films that are mentioned. God, I really hope the Kissing Booth three is one of them. I was also hoping. That the Kissing Booth three would be recognized, but no, it's it's not the Kissing Booth three. <sighs> Bitch. No. Um, the two films that are mentioned here, uh, one is Zack Snyder's Justice League, but it is disqualified okay. because it is a director's cut. It's a redux. Apparently, that's not allowed. I, whatever. So why do they have to come up with these dumbass fucking I, rules? Because they fucking want to control. Like everything. the Lego Movie couldn't get nominated, because right? Because there's there that one like thing with two Will minutes Ferrell. of yeah. Um, fuck that. So that was initially like the one that was kind of getting the most votes, but they just said it wasn't eligible. So Spider-Man No Way Home is is creeping up there as one of them, but that's not number one. That's not the number one right now. I don't know if this is a fucking joke, but it is actually being reported that Amazon's Cinderella film with Camila Cabello, the the music star, what? and Pierce Bronson. That is the movie that is winning the the Oscar fan favorite poll. How? Why? Well, I, I forgot Cinderella that even existed. Film. I completely forgot okay. that it existed. Came out in like sometime in September or something, but I guess that's the top of the list. So, it, it, can you imagine though oh if, if this? It, it's also features apparently. Okay, yes, this film has James Corden playing a rat. <laughs> Like in a rack. <laughs> what um, the fuck? I might have to. If it wins, I'm gonna have to watch it because I totally forgot that movie. I've seen the Lily James Cinderella. That was actually good. That kind of. I never watched that the, one. Uh, the yeah. live action Disney um, films. That was like the original live action almost. I mean, I have a feeling the Oscars are just gonna be like, all right, we're just gonna give it to Spider Man No Way Home just because if they don't, they, they might get will. like death threats from crazy fans. But um, I, I don't know. It just says that Cinderella is right now <laughs> topping the charts. So that was just two, though. So it's you well, said yeah, it, Zack uh, Snyder's uh, Justice League was the was another one, oh, but it's disqualified. But um, Stupid. yeah, it was just dumb yeah, as fuck. Cinderella might be announced Damn. during the Oscars. Who knows? Fucking a. It's too bad it's not like the little things. Or Clifford, or I thought you might have said like Into the Heights. I know that was kind of popular. See, those are all legitimate ones, yeah. But um, yeah, no, of course the the second they turned it over to Twitter, they were just setting themselves up for a disaster because no one is going to take it seriously. Like instantly, no, fuck no. campaigns started going for Clifford <laughs> for the kissing booth, uh, Tatan, like yeah, and there's also like. Uh, the Oscars are also going to uh, acknowledge like a cheerworthy moment, like the biggest cheerworthy moment. It's going to be when the Just, spoiler. What is, is this turning into like the Kids' Spider-Man Choice show? Awards? I guess I don't know, but that's, that's what, what it sounds like. I wanted the moment to happen when Clifford turns big, but um, yeah. Well, I got something for you. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this movie, but it's a film written and directed by Greta Gerwig. You know Greta Gerwig, right? Oh, the Barbie movie coming out? Yeah, they just had, added uh, Kate McKinnon to the cast. It's this is the first I'm hearing so about this. Yeah, it's got Margot yeah, it's... Robbie. It's got Ryan Gosling. It's got um, the guy who was in Shang-Chi. Oh, S- uh, Sami Lau, is that him? Oh, God, we suck. Oh. Um, it's one of the... Hold on. It's yeah, Simi Lau. Yeah, that's him. There's only five. America Ferrera from uh, Ugly Betty. Remember that show? I yep. don't. I didn't watch it. If you have the IMDb page pulled up for that, I know that she is directing it, and I know she's one of the screenwriters. But is Noah Baumbach a screenwriter for it? He is. Okay, Ooh, that's that's her uh, husband. But he did the he did a Marriage Story. He did uh, 
Squid and the Whale. He's done a he lot. He also of, like, wrote Francis Ha with Fran- stuff. He directed yeah. so this that is as well. Like, yeah. It could be fun. I mean, they got the they got some talent <laughs> involved with that movie. Is this animated? This no, is live action. I think it's action. gonna be live action. I don't know how the oh, it does fuck say, yeah. this movie is gonna be, but yeah, they got Greta you know, Gerwig. Dude, you know what this reminds me of? It, it, so Hopefully. the description is a doll living in Barbie land is expelled for not being perfect enough and sets off an adventure in the real world. So maybe it starts off as like, like a legally blonde dolls, or like in that. <laughs> like, what's... I don't know. I think maybe uh, it's going to be like Welcome to Morrowind. I haven't seen it, but the one where he's like, oh, yeah. imagines things as dolls and then it's like live action. Maybe it'll be someone like that. That would be interesting. I, I mean, that's a take for sure. But it's, it's terrifying. It's the as well. Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach behind it that makes it very intriguing. And also the, the cast. I mean, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are like the perfect like they're, Barbie and They're Ken. taking time out of their way. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's also true. Yeah. I didn't think about that. It's You're right. Brilliant casting. Yeah. So, I mean. I'm interested just because of who's involved. Uh, if this was a different cast and random, like Ann Fletcher was the director, I probably would stay far away from it. But Patty Jenkins, I would even watch that. I mean, yeah. I probably yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's very. I mean, if you if you were to give me a list of directors that are doing this movie, and you said Greta Gerwig was one of them, I'd probably say yeah, it's definitely Quentin her. Tarantino's Barbie. Could you fucking imagine? and final film, <laughs> Barbie. He might actually do uh, one it's of the other stories I wanted to talk about was uh, the Star Trek Four actually in production, where Quentin is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll maybe he'll do it. Well, no, he wrote a he wrote a draft um, with the screenwriter of The Revenant, Mark Smith. Yeah, they both got together. They watched like a bunch of gangster films, and they wrote mm-hmm. a Star Trek film that was kind of like a '30s gangster movie. Uh, and actually, was gonna have the original cast like Chris Pine okay, and Zachary that was my Quinto. Next question. Yeah. Um, but he like essentially he kind of wanted to bring like a Pulp Fiction vibe to Star Trek, but uh, I guess this, with, like, the with producers, the story structure? yeah, I guess maybe with the story structure because they find a planet okay. where everyone is like living and talking like the 1930s like gangster stuff, and they just interesting. That was apparently like the, <laughs> the premise a little bit, I guess, from an article I read. But yeah, no, the producers are just gonna go back and do a traditional, you know, probably better movie with the cast. For- yeah, it's a it's a franchise that really kind of needs that fan service because that's the audience that's going to keep going back to it. Yeah. So you can't really you do a full on Quentin Tarantino spin on it. Yeah, but like, how perfect would that be for like a maybe like a three part miniseries on Paramount Plus? Quentin comes in, directs it. It's a good maybe two or three episodes. Three hours, three and a half hours. I think it'd be better as a Star Wars thing. Like Mandalorian goes to another planet, and it's like a 1930s gangster, and he just has to like deal with that as like an RNG or not RNG, but just like a uh, one of his little side missions. And I don't know if it works for Star Trek, but I feel that like also could... could have happened. They could have just been like, oh, this, this is a great or fun premise, but it's just not what we want from Star Trek. I don't know. I'm not a huge Star Trek person. I really only have seen like the J.J. Abrams reboot ones, and even those are just mm-hmm. okay to me. But um, the shows, the, yeah. the new show is good. Them. I haven't watched any Picard. I mean, it's it's uh, it's my dad that really got me into it, and uh, I do I do want to watch some of the. Uh, the original movies we watched um first contact which was actually i thought really cool yeah we watched like the 1980s or something first contact star trek movie that was a really cool concept but i mean to those it's like uh they have paramount plus behind star trek i mean they own it they can just do what disney's doing with star wars and their in the star wars series mm-hmm. it's like star sure. trek the the world is so big they can they have so many outlets to like play around and, and do something unique why not do the quentin tarantino star trek thing but like yeah it's like a maybe like a paramount plus movie or a miniseries just for that or get other creatives behind it like they do with star wars but i don't know i mean that would be interesting but they're doing their thing Okay, well, that's going to do it for movie news, but we're going to go ahead and talk about the films that we watched this week. I have no idea what Spencer watched. I assume he probably has an idea of what I watched. I bet um, I can guess what you watched. Only so many choices. Um, yeah. Um, I did watch one film that came out this week. I didn't go to the theater, so I will narrow it down a little bit. I didn't see Dog or Uncharted. Um, Same, yeah. I, I'll let you know so. if we go to the theaters. And the, yeah. My next movie is going to be The Batman, so that is the next movie I see in theaters, so... I'll have a review That's of that in a couple weeks. Spencer exactly. will have a little review yeah. on that. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I watched uh, a movie that I it, it's been in production. Well, it's been in COVID hell for the last couple of years here. Um, I remember before even COVID uh, took over this planet, uh, there were trailers for this movie. And I was like, damn, all right, okay, nice, nice. Taking a little different spin on this, going with a prequel action here. But uh, it's The King's, King's Man, Man. Yeah. finally finally came out. Um, it's on HBO. You have it says on Hulu here. I think it's on both. It's on both. Yeah, It's uh, so HBO yeah. Max and Hulu somehow have a deal with with a couple of movies. Like Nightmare Alley was HBO Max and Hulu. King's Man oh, yeah, was okay. HBO Max and Hulu. And um, maybe they have more contracts with other movies that are, that'll do this. I'm not quite sure. But it's interesting. I mean, yeah, if you have either Hulu or HBO Max, you can go and watch this movie now and see some new movies. It was funny because I was uh, on, on my Roku TV. It kind of like advertises stuff on the side for like where to watch stuff. And it said it was on Hulu. I'm like, Mom, do we have Hulu? Um, and then I just happened to load up HBO Max while I was waiting, well. and it was yeah. like, and then I was like, "Oh, the Kings!" I'm like, "What the fuck?" Okay, that's the first time I've ever seen that happen. Right. Um, but I remember watching uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in theaters, and this trailer was attached to that movie. The that Kings must Man. have been, yeah, that must have been when I saw. I think it, it was supposed to yeah. come out maybe end of 2019 or maybe like the the very beginning of 2020, but. Yeah, it hit that COVID mm-hmm. hell where the delay squad came in and delayed it, I think, maybe like seven times. It was just delayed over and over again. Um, the CDC came in and just like started <laughs> punching the editors in the face. But it, fi- it finally came out, I think, mid-December of 2021, so like a couple of months ago. It finally came out to theaters, and then it just now this weekend came out on uh, the streaming sites. So, yeah, I also watched The Kingsman, but... I figured you would. Yeah. It's it's a very up your. I remember when uh, the original film came out that we were just like, bro. I saw it three this times sick. in theaters. Yeah, yeah. I this was one of those it. movies that is very uh, in in Ducky's wheelhouse here. Um, I love the directing style. I love the comedy elements. I love films with British humor, um, and the, this the whole kind of like James Bond esque Secret Service elements of this is just such a fun franchise to begin with. I thought it, it kind of spun its wheels a little bit with the second film. The second one was horrible. Like, I will go on record. Yeah, the, the Golden Circle was horrendous. I they, it's, It was trying too hard. It, I don't know. Yeah. It was. It didn't work for me. I tried to trick myself but, into liking it. I'm like, maybe I, like, I got to get benefit of that. I'll watch it again. And then I did watch it again. It was fucking terrible. Still bad. Oh, okay. I don't awful. think I watched it a second time. But the first one I've seen, um, like maybe in total seven or eight times and since it's been released like i go back and revisit that Holy one shit. every now and then because it is probably one of my favorite over-the-top action movies i've seen in like, i don't know last like 10 15 years or so just it's endlessly entertaining to me it's just the way it's, it's filmed like yeah like what you said the british humor and the secret service element to it and it's got so mm-hmm. many just crazy balls to the wall action scenes like that whole westboro baptist church scene <laughs> like to this day, unreal. it's like it is unreal. I remember watching it in the theaters three times. Every time that scene happened, people got up and left, and I'm just sitting there like, "Feel free to leave because I this is amazing. <laughs> this is fantastic." Uh, yeah, people were just offended. like old entitled, like six year old. Well, it's really like, it's really violent, and I, I totally get people just like you know they don't want to see violent shit like that. But to me, it's like they had it set in the perfect context of a, these awful Westboro terrible people, like. I don't. Oh, it was so cool, when, dude. When that stuff happens, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It was. Uh, I remember that was offensive to a lot of people, but it goes there with the gore and the and the visual elements, and uh, it's fun. good riddance. Get out. Uh, yeah, it's it's such a f- such a fun such a fun movie, and it's something that I've returned to. It's it's. Uh, I remember the the soundtrack we really loved. Um, and there's been there were so many iconic scenes in that first one. There's not a lot of like action movies that. It's a franchise that I feel like there's just not a lot of films that I'm like, oh, I love that action movie. This is definitely one of them. At least, at least in like current the last like decade or so with action films, right? And we're talking a lot of the ones just get pumped out in the shit. We're talking about Kinsman's The Secret Service in particular here. Still talking about yeah, yeah, still that one. Because yeah, Golden Circle just skip. I mean, honestly, it's it's a whole different movie to me. It, It just it's 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 whole different like vibe as well. It's more. It's like you can go ahead and watch movie to me. Yeah, I, I would. So the King's Man. Well, we can start talking about the King's Man a little bit, but it is a prequel. It takes place during World War One era, uh, actually during World War One, very much so. Um, I would still watch Kingsman first. Oh sure, yeah. 
I like yes on it in terms of a timeline. This one does happen before, but I still think if you haven't seen either movie, I think it would benefit you to watch the original first and then go back to this one. You can, um, in my opinion. Yeah, just so you can maybe get a sense of the style of uh, like what these movies are. Because if you do see like the trailer for this movie, it looks like, and you don't know what Kinsman is. Like if you've never seen the Secret Service or Golden Circle, it looks like a very gritty mm-hmm. World War One movie. But then you go and see it, and it has all of these campy moments in the film as well. And Kinsman mm-hmm. has a very campy it's shit funny, at times, dude. and it's funny. And this movie also leans into that a couple of times, uh, so it, it is a little jarring. So yeah, it makes sense if you at least can get a sense of like the goofiness that Kinsman really is. Uh, and then you can kind of maybe go in and appreciate this one a little bit more because I thought that the King's Man, the one that we just watched this weekend, yeah, it, it does a good job of kind of giving you some backstory of like the origins of the Kingsman agency and how it was formed and who were the kind of the founders and what their lives or what they went through and what that was all like. But this movie was, I, I really liked the whole World War One element to this movie because it added that extra bit of like grittiness that I, I missed with the Golden Circle that I got here because mm-hmm. it was like, there was some very well-crafted shit here with the world war one stuff. And that's, I really love when movies do this and superhero movies do this a lot. They did it with wonder woman. They did it with, uh, um, X-Men days of future past where they kind of try to weave these stories into real life circumstance. Um, and I always love that. I really love history. So when they try to kind of like when they mentioned, um, Franz Ferdinand, I was like, oh, I know exactly who who that is from just like history class. Oh, what are they going to do with this? (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be really cool. Um, and they 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 just kind of play off real life events so effortlessly. Somehow it just works with this whole Secret Service element. Um, and this movie is is just no exception. It really it was just so fun how they kind of weed this in and the whole the whole storyline with the with the son who wants to go to war and stuff. That part annoyed me a little bit because it just it kept going and going and going and wanting to go and serve like just him pushing. i was like i was like yeah i was like you gotta under like i get it but at the it's like you really have a privilege to not go and die yeah but re- remember that documentary we watched it's like the first episode on our podcast feed we watched that documentary by peter jackson they shall not grow old of the world war one documentary and we learned in that documentary that kids were lying about their ages and enlisting because that was literally their whole purpose. They're like, we, I want to go fight. All my friends are doing it. Everyone I know is doing it. Like I, this is my purpose. And that was just the kid's method. So it made sense in the time frame. And he even mentioned, yeah, kids, kids are lying about their age all the time. Like, why can't I go? And the dad was still like, no, I made a promise to protect like that. That, that scene in the beginning was a little cheesy with like the wife was like, protect him from mm-hmm. all the you knew war. it was happening like, no war you knew it was gonna happen he's like i will do it and he goes very hard to make sure he doesn't go to war but I, yeah no i i definitely like the whole historical element to the movie it added that kind of grittiness like that i like i said like that i missed from the first one or just from kingsman in general uh and that whole scene with the um the knife fight in the trenches where they have to stay silent I would say that is probably one of oh, that was the really greatest cool, action scenes of last year. I mean, that probably goes against some No Time to Die, some some Dune stuff. I mean, that action scene alone was riveting and terrifying and brutal. So, what's really cool about that, dude, is like back in World War One, there were times where the enemies would basically not fight each other. Like during the holidays and stuff, they would come together and celebrate, and then the very next day they go back to killing each other. So that scene reminded me of like, okay, we don't all want to fucking get destroyed by machine guns right here. Let's just knife fight. <laughs> and like, yes, the action scene was crazy, but like there was that kind of hidden understanding that like they know that they don't all just want to get riddled with bullets right now if they make a sound. Right. Yeah. Which was really cool in terms of like historical aspects and also just for the sake of the scene being awesome. That was also really cool. It was insane. Yeah. Like that whole sequence I I think is worth just watching the movie for because <laughs> it is yeah, one 100%. of the coolest action scenes I think I've seen of last year in any movie. It was very, very good. Um you think of the knife fighting scene, there was also a good one toward the end 
where just just the the use of camera angles that they have the pov shots of like the oh, swords well, clashing the, and everything the lens on the sword yeah <laughs> like that was very much kinsman like with the camera on the gun barrel in the first one yeah exactly yeah of course yeah. i mean that's it's, it's over the Vaughn. top but it's just so fun yeah. it's really fun the way that he he films these movies i'm i'm totally into it it's something you don't see every day um and he has some cool one takes like a lot of these kind of one takes throwing people over your back and stuff like it's it's over the top action um but it 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 totally works yeah totally works i i definitely i mean it it's nowhere near as like as good as the first one in my opinion still it's it's much much better than the second one uh but it still is missing that flair i think i really just wanted with a kingsman movie it, it's there for the most part, but I, I definitely am excited because I know that he is going back to make one more Kingsman movie, and it's going to be the conclusion really? of Eggsy and Harry. So it's going to go back to those characters, right. and I'm all for that. I mean, I think that Matthew Vaughn is an incredible action director, uh, and I will watch anything he does. But um, I don't know. I just I wasn't fully what on was board with you? everything uh, well, in this you guys movie. Said that, but... What I mean, my main issue with the movie is a ginormous spoiler that happens in the middle of the film i don't want to really explain i mean you know exactly what it is if you've seen the movie uh just something happens out of nowhere and it changes the rest of the film uh, and like where the characters have to go from there um after that big twist happened i think there was 20 minutes where it was just let's go like let's let's get going because it just it dragged Mm -hmm. its feet a little bit kind of wallowing in the twist and um it, it's like two hours and 10 minutes and i it was going at a pretty consistent pace until the twist happened and then after that it was really just kind of dragging its feet until the final big battle on top of that mountain which is a, which is a pretty entertaining scene but um with the first one like it was just scene to scene to scene constant entertainment to me so i was just like this is fantastic it just it, it, it was singing it was amazing uh this one it's you know it's slower. They it could have gone time. a different direction yeah. with that. It hundred percent what they what they were trying to achieve with that scene. You got me. Oh, it punched um, me in the gut. Yeah, it was like holy shit. Yeah. They went there. And, and, and well done. While that was happening too, like I'm like, wait a second, is it a dream? Is it a simulation? Like this couldn't, this can't be happening right now. But it it was actually right. happening. And, like they did. There's no way they did that. Yeah, but they did. They did. Um, it just after that happened, it just was. Yeah. I wanted to get going a little bit more. I I see what you're saying because it does turn into kind of a, a pity a party, sappy, <laughs> like yeah, I guess in a sense. Um, I don't know. I I think it's true to the era. I guess 100%. like this type of that. That's that's my one kind of reservation. I guess I give to it where it's like okay, I guess that makes sense. But for a movie that really kind of sets it up, sets itself up to be this like fun story um it almost felt like two different films in a sense uh with that third act um it's worth 100 percent. i really really was pleasantly surprised i'm really glad that they waited with this movie i think it was worth the wait because even though we still watched it on was, a streaming site <laughs> yeah the day it came out well still they're making money they made a shit ton of money off probably selling these to hulu and hbo like maybe yeah. not the amount they would make in theaters but you know, it is really fun. I re- I just really like what they did with it, with the whole World War One era, just everything that comes along with Kingsman, with the the filmmaking style, the comedy elements. Like, it's really fun. The underground, so, uh, like I don't know, bunkers they have, like the library room where he just pulls the statue yeah. and opens up, and the same thing with the when you go to the first movie when they go into the Kingsman uh, tailor. Anyways, like the whole floor just starts going down like an elevator. And they have that like cool Kingsman room. Uh, it's the parachute scene in this one was really funny because like uh, like the Kingsmen have all these gadgets and stuff. Oh, yeah. But like they're kind of being they're they're being like the first time they're being introduced to even like guns and flare guns and stuff. And then the parachute, they're like, I don't even know what that is. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> especially in contrast with the other parachute scene in the in the other film, which is uh, like very intense. Oh yeah, that's, they, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was that in the first one or the second? It was in the first one, yeah. yeah. Like one of you okay. don't like yeah. doesn't have a parachute. Like <laughs> you don't know which mm. one it is. So yeah, that yeah, was it's like in retrospect that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I I definitely I I really enjoyed it. I did. I liked it. Okay. Good. I didn't love what it. Would you give it? But it was uh it's it's worth a watch if you have Hulu or HBO Max. I mean, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Just it, it has some amazing action. 
Uh, it's Matthew Vaughn. I mean, if he directs an action movie, it, it's going to have some flair to it. I mean, he came on the I'll scene be with... Uh, remember Kick-Ass came out in 2010, and I was obsessed with that just by the action scenes in that movie alone. And then he did The Kingsman and First Class as well, which is good. So he's he's a great action director. And um, that whole fuck... He does such great stuff with the camera. I mean, there was one scene uh, where I think he was on a boat, and the camera just goes out the window into the ocean, down into a submarine, and it goes through the whole submarine up until the guy who's, like, looking through, like, the, that the tunnels. That was really cool. Fires the thing, Clicks camera the button. all the way back, all the way, like, this, it goes in reverse, goes, like, back through the window to the guy who's, like, reading, and then, poof, it's just, like, brilliant stuff with, like, just with the camera moves. So, he makes it so fun. Yeah, it makes exactly. It so fun. It's so entertaining, even though it's over the top, but whatever. It's, it's entertaining. So I'm actually going to go, I'll go with three and a half out of five. I really like this one. Okay. And, uh... It's not, it's not my favorite, but yeah, it's good. It's camera work like that that really makes me wish I did see this in theaters or had the opportunity to go see it in theaters because that, that's the type of thing that is just, it, it makes it such an immersive experience that when you watch it at home, it's just not the same. Um, so it, if you did see this in theaters a few months ago, awesome, because I'm sure it was a much, much more uh, all-encompassing experience, but... I really did like this one. I'm going to go four out of five. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, it's something that I would rewatch. I would definitely go back to back with these two films. I think you could watch them in either order and it would still be uh, totally fine. Yeah. And you can, yeah, again, you don't have to watch Golden Circle. I can't even tell you one plot point of that film. It has robot dogs. It has people being shoved in meat grinders and very cheesy. Oh, yeah. It stuff. got really Julian fucking Moore weird. Is a villain that doesn't, she has like yeah. a Candyland. I don't know. It's just fucking Channing Tatum's a cowboy. It's just so weird. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, uh, that all sounds so foreign to me. He, I don't he know just, what the fuck happened. Matthew Vaughn just leaned into every single campy element of the first one and just made a full sequel with it. And it was an Austin Powers movie. And uh <laughs> it was it was yeah, literally it totally an Austin was. Powers movie. <laughs> but um Holy shit, yeah. Kingsman wasn't the only thing I watched this weekend though. I did really. Th- I did check out the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. You know, if I had had time today, I was gonna. Oh. That would have been the next thing oh. I watched. Do you have time, dude? You could have watched this movie on the fucking treadmill. This movie with uh, before credits. This movie is one hour and thirteen minutes long. It it's is like a Little Mermaid. So short. <laughs> Like, literally, when the credits rolled, I'm like, wait a second, what the fuck? And I looked. It was one hour and 13 minutes. Were you actually on the treadmill? No, I, I wasn't. Or the... <laughs> no, but... Okay, uh, but I could have. You could okay. have. Um, there really isn't a whole lot for me to say about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the one that came out on Netflix. Um, what I will say is it's very short. It doesn't waste a lot of time. It gets right into it. It is probably one of the most brutal, gory disgusting bloody movies i've seen in a very very long time like you remember we thought halloween kills was probably one of the most like brutal mainstream films of like i don't know it was pretty yeah it was pretty brutal brutal. but this movie holy fuck dude it is so dude it has the it has the girl (laughs) that loses her head and hereditary in it does it Elsie Fisher, that's her, isn't it? No, Elsie Fisher's the girl from 8th Grade, the Bo Burnham film. <laughs> very different actor. Oh, <laughs> very they different. look the same. They look very oh, similar. Okay. Well, she, yeah, right. she, you know, she's in the well, movie. She's good. I mean, she does what she can. Um, all else, There's a scene in this movie where it literally lives up to the title, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because I've seen the original, the one that came geez. out in 1974, I think is what I said. Uh, and it, I res- it's one of those movies I respect more than I like because of what it did for the horror genre. It created Leatherface, and Leatherface is an iconic villain. The movie itself I don't really love. It's just very disturbing and gross, but I guess that's the mm-hmm. point. This one just leans into like the gore and the campiness of just how ridiculous that is. He goes onto a bus and murders like 17 people that are all like this like social justice warrior people and like they're filming him on a live stream like you're about to get canceled bro like do anything you'll get canceled and he just revs the chainsaw and just fucking goes to town on everyone on the bus and it is so violent and just holy shit but i mean so yeah i mean if if you like gore and you just want to see a bunch of idiot 
idiotic kids get murdered in violent fashions. It's an hour and 13 minutes of that, so have fun. But that as a doesn't movie, sound awful. As a movie, it's not very well made. It just really wants to be the, like, the 2018 Halloween reboot or like the most recent 2022 Scream reboot. Like It really wants to be like that because it brings back the original actress at one point uh, and she has no character work whatsoever. She's just all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, I remember Jamie Lee Curtis and she's back. This is the same thing, but Texas Chainsaw. It, they bring back the original actress from Texas yeah, Chainsaw. Yeah, so in, this in film? Texas Chainsaw, there's like the final girl, the one girl that gets away, and it's like an iconic right, shot of her okay. covered in blood on the back of a truck, just screaming and like like agony, like what the fuck did I just go through? I just watched all my friends get murdered by this chainsaw wielding maniac, and he's just spinning it at the end of the highway, and then it just cuts. And that's the end of the first one. Um, oh, Jesus. but yeah, she all gets right. brought well, back out. to be like, I need to kill. I've been waiting my whole life to kill Leatherface. I must kill him, and like. <laughs> comes out of nowhere with a shotgun. I think you I think you should watch this movie just in terms of how green inferno gory it is. Um because Because you know I hate that shit. shit. Yeah. But as a movie See that's the it's thing with that uh that's what took me so long to finally watch the Saw movies because they just get gorier and gorier with every single film that comes out. Yeah. And that's always something that just kinda of just turns my stomach. It's not appealing to me. Oh dude. Yeah um, you would you would have a hard time with this. Holy shit. Maybe that's why I've never watched these because I just assume people are getting absolutely mutilated. Yeah. It's like, I just... <laughs> yeah. I, I might I might skip it. I mean, the opportunity was there and I didn't take it before I the podcast. I knew you were going to so take it. I might. But that, that's half the reason why I kind of wanted to watch it as well. Just be like, all right, I'll, yeah. I'll, I, they don't, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I just see the behind the scenes of just the actors having fun being like, Oh, I'm going to text a chance of massacre. I'm getting killed by Leatherface. This is cool. And a bunch of fake blood is all over me. Sure. Cool. Practical effects with like your cheek is just missing and your jaws are hanging off. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a gory movie, but overall it's, it's a two out of five for me. Um, but it's an hour and 13 minutes on Netflix. Like if you like gory stuff, you will be entertained, I think. But it's Amen. It's sometimes it's just a film to add to the list, and that's okay. Yep, that's what it you was. Know? Maybe you can talk about it at the end of the year. We'll see. No, it wasn't that bad. But yeah, it's bad. Okay. Speaking of gore, um, we're going to kind of get into our little TV talk segment here. We're going to talk about one show um, that I think is 100% worth mentioning. The f- season or season finale just came out. I believe it's greenlit for season two. Uh, James, Gum- John- James Gunn is officially engaged to Harcourt in real life and uh yeah it's peacemaker season one with john cena oh yeah yep and eagly and eagly watch that intro every single time every single time um i accidentally skipped it on the very last episode restarted it (laughs) good as you should (laughs) yeah it's uh wow (laughs) I, I've been watching this show for the last eight weeks, um, or no, six weeks, because yeah, eight, eight uh, seven, it or eight premiered episodes, with three know. episodes initially, and then week to week after that. Um, but yeah, no, and <laughs> Brooke's been in the other room, and every now, like whenever I'm watching it, she always somehow looks at the screen during the opening credit scene, and she's like, "What do you keep <laughs> watching this? Like, what is it?" I'm like, "You have to see this." I made her watch the finale uh, with me as well, and she had no idea that it was even Justice League or uh, DC related. I should say. Uh, okay, that like, must oh, have wait, taken her by yeah. surprise. Then. But, uh, yeah, it's so different from anything that DC has really done. Um, but no, I mean, uh, we both really liked the Suicide Squad that James Gunn made. Uh, Great movie back last yep. summer. It was a, a ton of fun. It was a new direction for like these you know, the DC movies to go in like very R rated, uh, very James Gunn with like the, the humor and like just the weirdness, like the villains of fucking starfish. Um, and then, yeah, it was, it was yeah. announced that peacemaker, uh, was going to be greenlit as like an HBO max spinoff, uh, before suicide squad even came out. So we kind of knew that he was going to get a spinoff show to the point where I think that was the post credit tease was the peacemaker, uh, team oh was it together. okay yeah i think i really want to rewatch uh, that movie in the hospital being like this is like like why why are we being sent on this mission or something like that and then he was in a hospital bed um nice but yeah no so i was like yeah i'm definitely gonna check it out at least and they premiered the first three episodes i was in almost immediately with the 
him talking to that janitor and having those like improv moments. I'm like, okay, this is going to be stupid. (laughs) This is going to be funny. Like this is going to be ridiculous. And it lived up to that every single week following. It was, it was just so much fun. It was a breath of fresh air. It was stupid. It was wild. And I had a blast with it. I think it's just one of those things that kind of revitalizes and adds a new level to this super superhero supervillain genre because uh John Cena's character is very much like <laughs> he thinks he's a good guy um just his his values are so misconstrued and and ridiculous that it just makes it so funny like where he he he'll kill anybody if, as long as it brings peace to the world yeah. or whatever. Doesn't matter how um, many men, women, or children I have to kill in order to protect the peace. <laughs> yeah. It's like what the Nothing fuck? What? It's like everything about it's just so stupid, but it's so funny. And John Cena is just, dude, he is hysterical. How is he this funny? He is. He's such a, a funny huge guy. Surprise in terms of just like acting performance wise. And it just, I guess, goes to show if he works with the right people, like, they can bring out some great performances from him. Because not only does he hit, like, the, the comedy and the physicality humor as well, he nailed a he couple of the emotional. emotional scenes. Yeah, like, there was a couple scenes of him Absolutely. where he needed to be emotional, like, one with his father uh, and two. Eagly. Uh, Eagly and other like, uh, with, like, Harcourt as well. Like, there was moments where I was like, damn, like, yeah. he's actually giving, like, a a very good performance here. And I did not expect this from John Cena, who kind of was just a butt of a joke in a lot of movies like Trainwreck or, uh, uh, the Fred movie or <laughs> even Trainwreck. He Sisters. had, he had an emotional, the one emotional moment with Amy Schumer where I took him seriously a little bit, even though it's a, it's a comedy. Um, when he's like, well, he's Judd like, Apatow. Oh, something serious. Yeah. And yeah, so he's, uh, he's definitely has legitimate acting range. And when it comes to the comedy elements, he is, he is just, literally perfect in in this in this performance um have you seen him on like some daytime have you seen him on uh, like he Jimmy wears Fallon the and stuff? suit on all of the talk show host appearances that he does because i remember <laughs> like you know how gq does like uh they do actors sitting down breaking down their career and they like just will go through all the different roles yeah, that they sure. do john cena did one recently and he's literally wearing the peacemaker costume while like talking about like 12 rounds it's perfect because <laughs> it's the same <laughs> shit so in this movie where he he refu- i don't think he's just there's a single scene other than like when he's in the the hospital where he doesn't have his outfit on that's true yeah uh, yeah it's usually it's covered in blood in it um other than the scene where he's like naked the, running through the streets with the only eagle. thing about this though that was so jarring is just the tone because as much as i love the tone it is interesting that this does take place in the same like you know universe as what we have seen with like Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, the Justice League, all that stuff because it is such a mm-hmm. very different vibe and just genre itself. Because uh, like, it's almost like Deadpool in the yeah, uh, it literally is like a, like a Deadpool yeah. movie or a Deadpool TV show essentially it was with a whole different mm-hmm. cast of characters like with Vigilante as well like he is the most like the Holy stupidest. Shit fucking character but he's so funny like he's a psychopath but the character the actor who played him freddy stromo did an incredible job uh just because you care about him and you also just will laugh hysterically at the stupid shit he says but yeah the scene where he's crying because of the scene with his dad and he's like what's wrong with yeah, you why are you practicing your face exercises right after your dad yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> dude do you not realize what the fuck just happened you psychopath yeah he was amazing dude vigilante is everything i love the scenes with uh jeez oh, the guy with dye beard Oh, okay. Yeah, Economist or Economist. <laughs> Econ- yeah, and everybody had like the weirdest name just, Almost like just for the butt names. of a joke. Yeah. Like, yeah, code names. But it, it was, and honestly, every character I really liked. And it, and it does stick with that kind of self aware aspect of uh, the butterflies as opposed to the starfish. It's, yeah. It, it it just, it sticks to that and it, it ends up working and actually just kind of just being a hell of a good time. Like, I, like you said, like every episode. I kind of like the one episode a week structure with this because I was like, damn, dude, I'm just, I was always so excited to watch this again. Yep. Um, and when it's only eight episodes, they really do put a lot in. There's not really much filler. Um, or was it seven or eight? I think it was, it was eight. eight episodes. Yeah. It just, it's, it's a perfect little story and all these characters work so well together. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess like what was one of your favorite moments or, episodes i guess i laughed the hardest i think it was in 
episode seven, I think it was with Freddy Stroma's character, and he they were holding like a um these veterinarians hostage because they're trying to fix Eagle. Oh my god! And man. <laughs> like Freddy Stroma had like these veterinarians like held up at gunpoint, and he was like, "Do I have to kill these people?" <laughs> and they're like, "Why would you kill them?" He's like, "Well, they've seen our faces <laughs> and they know our plan," and then they're like. No, we're not going to kill him. Just tie him up or something. He's like, well, we can't use duct tape because that's going to hurt their skin. <laughs> like He's like, so I know. He's like, oh, about, so you're worried about like, hurting, hurting their, their skin. skin, but not brutally <laughs> murdering them. He just like pauses. Yes. <laughs> like, God, so, so funny. Yeah, that was great. But yeah, that was probably a great scene. And then um, the the action, the like once we finally got to see the team in action in uh, the finale, like in the field. Like there was some great mm-hmm. choreographed stuff with some uh, the action set pieces that he, that Cena does at least with, with the shield and like shooting the shield into the guy's neck and stuff like that was just wild. Um, yeah, yeah. So I fun. also kind of love what they what they do with his uh, his helmets. Like he has all these yeah. like various helmets that for some reason have different like crazy abilities. Because I don't think you really I don't think you see a single ability in the actual movie. It's just a silly helmet that he's wearing, but right. they're actually like exactly. they have a lot of uses to them. Um, and they made it just like the way that they did it, with, especially the last episode with the with the eagle. He's like, you can't talk to him. It's a, he does not understand what you're saying. He's like, no, 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 no. Trust Eagly. Yeah. We do have one team member who team member who can fly. Yeah. <laughs> just drops it in the woods somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, Eagly. James Gunn always creates an amazing animal sidekick. So, I mean, it makes sense why Disney loves him because he'll sell a lot of toys. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he does it with Rocket Raccoon and uh, Eagly. And, yeah. I'm glad that Eagly didn't talk. Like, I'm glad it didn't have, like, the voice of Bradley Cooper or something, you know? That would have been. That helps. It's way better that Eagly is just, like, this this pet <laughs> that he is literally in love with. All the scenes where he's like, yeah, you're my second best friend. Obviously behind Eagle. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely it's... hilarious. And like I said, at the, kind of the beginning of this, it's just a breath of fresh air from all the other stuff that comes out on like TV and stuff. And it's just stupid and turn your brain off and, you know, relax. Have fun with it. The villain stuff does deal with a lot of the same kind of tropes like mind control and all that crap. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's it is what it is. It's again, it's a very self aware um, TV show and characters and everything. It works. It's I love to see um, these superhero films that are not held back by their rating because this can just do whatever the hell it wants. It's it's like I said, very Deadpool esque, um, and it and it just works. It's a lot of fun, and I'm glad you made me watch it. So yeah, no Peacemaker for sure. Yep. Even the title is ironic because he really doesn't bring much peace. Nope, not at all. Anything. So, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, Peacemaker, Greenlit for Season 2. So it's coming out with another season. Can't wait. Okay. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about Euphoria because that's going to wrap itself up. Uh, is next? Is this week the finale or next week? Next Sunday night finale. So, all right. Looks like we're going to do a little late night recording right after this Euphoria finale. Oh, boy. We'll see. Can't wait. Cassie, oh my god, she's going to see the play. She's going to freak out. If you've been watching Euphoria, you know that so much fucking drama. It's going to be crazy. All right, well, um, Spencer, I guess uh, any big movies that we should be looking out for next week? Uh, Unknown right now. It doesn't really look like a whole bunch of stuff is coming out this week. Um, Like in theaters there really isn't much to be honest nothing on like hbo There's tyler perry's a medea homecoming <laughs> okay that sounds horrible no, so i don't know we'll we'll figure something out figure something to talk about um or maybe and i think licorice pizza might be getting a vod really soon so maybe we can catch <gasps> that uh oh, we'll see and if you have any suggestions that. of what we should maybe watch let us know maybe we'll watch them who knows yeah please dm us we'll be glad to watch it's them current. Yeah. um 100 percent we're talking about euphoria um could just be cool euphoria. Yeah. might just be a full-on euphoria episode maybe it'll be euphoric yeah. maybe we'll have zendaya as a special guest yeah. you know that's you know, what that could everyone happen. wants to hear is two straight white guys talking about euphoria <laughs> on a podcast yeah <laughs> who doesn't want us of course that? that'll probably be our most listened to episode let's be real yeah. come on maybe. okay 
Well, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the new format, let us know. If you don't like it, fuck you. And, um, yeah, check out our other, other shows as well. We're talking about Leon the Professional. That's going to be coming out on our other our other uh, podcast-style format, Collector's Corner. So, yeah. Right? At those movie dudes. Instagram, Facebook. You can email us if you want. That's those movie dudes podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us a little email, you can go ahead and just do that, and we'll respond, potentially. Yeah, and you can send us fa- fan mail uh, in Hollywood, Florida. Send us money. Um, yeah. You can send us money, Bitcoin, Dogecoin. Did you hear that over like preferably two million just NFTs cash, were stolen in some email hack? What is an NFT? I still don't know what that is. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Tuesday, and you can stay up to date with everything related to those movie dudes by following us on Instagram.